Hello, and welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we discuss an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, and with me, I've got Liam. In the words of the bartender, look, boys, Malibu Barbie is going to get rough with us. And Mitch. Chocolate milk, make it a double. Oh, two bar quotes. I was okay. Let's see where we're going here. And very special guest. We set this up last week. It's finally happening. Abigail is also here with Mitch. Same microphone. Stop this felonious and unlawful actor. I shall have to use force. Man, th- that might be the very best good. one. Honestly, it's, it's you know so it, badass. That might be the best quote in all of in all of cinematic yeah. history. I mean, what frank. can I say? She's state of the art. I'm just last year's model. <laughs> it's the that, uh, good, that is okay so i have to ask this up front actually because mitch has set me up and i feel like i have to do you guys have what you would describe as an inspector gadget g2 dynamic in some ways <laughs> D- describe yes. the way go absolutely on absolutely yes Anybody who knows me and knows me well knows that I am a bumbling idiot. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And I'm just girl bossing my way to the top of the police force. That's what <laughs> it's all about for me. So I would say yes. Also, the enemies to lovers dynamic for yeah. sure. I Powerful. love fighting crime, too. Were you guys enemies at one point? Yeah, we still are. That's powerful. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Mitch is making too much noise and you just walk into the roof like, please stop this unlawful activity or I will have to. Yeah. And then I like shoot nets out of my wrist. And then I'm trapped under nets and it's a really bad time. Yeah. And I'm like, meanwhile, I'm trying to get like my propeller hat out, but it's giving me an umbrella or toothpaste. How embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Damn. Can't believe you go out in public with a toothpaste hat or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You- <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think that's quite right. But- hey, toothpaste hat. Get over here. <laughs> was that Mitch or Abigail? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were made for each other. If you're you you did that voice so early in the episode that you've beat Mitch to the punch. No, I already I did it. Like- when? Uh, when I said she's state of the art, I'm last year's model. Oh, you did. Uh, well, how yeah. am I already losing track? It's been two minutes. Anyway. Um, so if you haven't figured it out based on all of this irreverent family guy, inspector gadget humor, uh, we watched inspector gadget two this week from 2003 and it was not technically Mitch's pick. It was Abigail's pick. And so I am so excited to ask this question and get the backstory here. Abigail, why did we watch inspector gadget two? Okay, well, first of all, I want to say thank you to Mitch for letting me use his pick um, because I've been wanting you guys to do this movie for so long. I don't know if you remember this, Corey, but I sent you a Twitter DM like a you year did. ago, like begging <laughs> you to do this movie. Oh my gosh. Did and I hear we did about not this, do Corey? It right away. You might have. Did you pass the message along or did you just you just tucked this away? You were like, yeah, this is, uh, this is never going to come to fruition. Because I, I can check reveal our group this. chat and search it. It was like so early on. I remember I was like, oh my God, this podcast is a thing. Like you need to do Inspector Gadget 2. Um, and I... I was a, an anxious child, and so I didn't like to watch new movies ever because, like, I always needed to know what happened. I feel the same way. 
Yeah. Oh, so, gotcha. yeah, I like, I always needed to know what happened in the plot. And so this was like my comfort movie. And I've probably seen this movie like 50 times because um, I used to watch it so often growing up. Um, and actually, I was so dedicated to this movie that I had never seen the first Inspector Gadget until yesterday because wow. I was just a diehard Ooh. fan and I so refused you were, to watch it. You were, they made another <laughs> one in Inspector Gadget 2 die hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I will die on that hill for sure. But So you, you were, yeah. they made another one in it from the beginning. I was. Honestly, I feel like I was born to be on this podcast. Finally. To talk about Inspector Gadget too. Exactly. Fate has intervened, <laughs> and we're here. So, I so did you just see it one day, and it clicked, and you were like, "This is the movie now." When somebody says a movie, in my head, I go, "Oh yeah, like that, like Inspector Gadget too." Like, th- like, how did you come across it initially? Um, honestly, I think that my mom took me to Blockbuster one night and RIP uh, to a legend. But yeah, my mom took me to Blockbuster one night and just like rented me a movie. Like this is when I was super young because it came out in 2003 and we just like rented it. And then I refused to stop watching it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, And I really liked G2. I think her girl boss-ness was a reason that I liked it so much as a kid. Yeah, And then... um, I had kind of forgotten about it for like a really long time. And then Mitch and I were scrolling through my Disney Plus account um, not too long ago. And we had actually put it on because I said like, oh, my God, this is my favorite movie as a kid. You have to watch this. And we ended up getting through 20 minutes of it. And I don't know why we stopped watching it. But I was just I just said, man, we got to do this for the podcast. We just have to do this. So. That's the story. And the other thing I have to follow up on is, do you still have to know what happens in a movie before you watch it? Like, are you out here reading Wikipedia summaries in the lobby of the movie theater? No. I No. <laughs> well, some people do that s- still. So It depends on the movie, honestly. If it looks like it's going to be a really stressful time, then like I'll... I'm I'm okay with spoilers, especially if it looks like it's, you know, a stressful movie. But it was so bad as a kid that not only would I have to watch the same movies over and over again, like also um, Ratatouille wore that out too, mm. wore out that DVD. But I would skip through all of the conflict in the movies and like just oh. watch the happy parts because I was like, I can't deal with this right now. Um so I've gotten past that and now I can watch a movie in its entirety and I'm I'm open to watching new things. Well, I'm happy to hear that. I, I will say um, that kind of speaks to me because I don't get uncomfortable with like confrontation in a movie necessarily. But if a movie has a sequence that's like just profoundly awkward, I will uh, struggle to get through that. Oh my and God. Maybe, maybe do like a... a plug my ears because it takes me out of this out of the situation move not in a theater like if i did it in public people might be like hey what's up with that guy but if i'm at home maybe i'll do that just to be like oh this is real this is real uncomfortable yeah yeah secondhand embarrassment is the worst yeah i'm embarrassing enough on my own i do not need this <laughs> to still be <laughs> happening to me uh voluntarily watching it on the screen 
And so that's to say then that, so this did not come from like an affinity for the Inspector Gadget cartoon? No, I have honestly never watched the like TV show. I'd never seen the first movie. It was literally only Inspector Gadget 2 that I was obsessed with when I was younger. That's powerful, man. Yeah, I don't know like why I just, actually, I think when I was little, I did try to watch the first one or my mom tried to get me to watch it. Um, and I just turned it off like immediately because I got mad, first of all, because I mean, we'll discuss this later, but the cast is totally different. So I think I just didn't recognize anybody and immediately felt like it was inferior. Yeah, <laughs> so like I you refused were to watch starting it. Starting a Twitter campaign like hashtag not my inspector gadget. Exactly. That's yeah. that was it. Honestly, fair. I think that's a reasonable reaction. Um, Thanks. So. For Mitch and Liam, however you want to chime in, uh, Inspector Gadget, do you have? Did you have any attachment to this? Be it the the only movie that matters, Inspector Gadget two, or the other one, or the cartoon? Like, what was the deal with that for you guys? I want to hear what Mitch thinks. I want to hear the exact story Abigail just told, except for Mitch's perspective. Like, Mitch, what were you doing while Abigail was watching Inspector Gadget 2 over and over? And what did you really think during those 20 minutes on Disney Plus? If his answer is, when I was a kid, I also watched Inspector Gadget 2 nonstop, I could not be happier in my life. Um, we'll get ready to be disappointed <laughs> because I don't, rem- <laughs> I don't remember seeing it, but I kind of like. I remember it like coming out and I remember like seeing it parts of it like playing in video stores and I think I remember the Happy Meal that came out with it. Um I don't know if it was a Happy Meal that came out with it but I remember I think there was one that came out but um I don't know. I remember it coming out but I don't remember seeing it when I was a kid. I might have there, seen there it. There is a Happy Meal. I could verify that. I've googled it. There's a variety of gadgets and gizmos and toys. Okay, so yeah, including- I do remember the Happy Meal. Uh, to your intro, uh, a helicopter hat gadget that's like a purple guy with a yeah. big with a big spinning spinning hat. I guess. Thank you to the yeah. YouTube channel Fast Food Toy Reviews uh, for showing me this uh, May twentieth, twenty thirteen. The video came out. Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, in two thousand three, I would have been watching, you know, similar content, but Casavetes. He was watching The Color of Money in 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching Ors- <laughs> I was watching Orson Welles. Yeah, that was like probably around the first time that I watched Citizen Kane actually. And um this is, this puts me in Citizen Pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Somebody finally gets it. Welcome, Welcome to, to Victory, Victory Lane. Lane. You made <laughs> it. Finally you made it, Corey. I did yeah. it, everybody. Uh, so, so Mitch, not, not a huge attachment then. And then, you know, you're hanging out with Abigail, Disney plus, right? Um, not Disney minus. We don't talk about that here. And Inspector Gadget 2 rolls around. You see the 20 minutes. Liam had a perfect train of thought here. What are you doing? What is your reaction to that initial taste then of this? When we initially took it in? Yeah. That opening 20 when Uh, you turned it off. Uh, we were just like pretty, um, like kind of zooted, so I just, like, <laughs> just like, fell asleep. <laughs> Honestly, fair. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it is. I think we had consumed some like uh, government regulated treats, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> couldn't make it through. Perfectly legal government really regulated treats. 
for everybody. Don't come after Go-go me. Go go gadget gummy bear. <laughs> you 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 ask for that, you get like a a fucking staple gun though. That man don't work too good. Mm-hmm. He's a liability. Um, yep. I'm now picturing a movie where he's like a rogue agent and they need to try to like track him down and it's one of those like really gory action movies where he like fights for his honor against like a bunch it's like John Wick but with I'm, I was hoping for more like US Marshals vibes <laughs> <laughs> yeah they put Inspector Gadget in a fucking chicken costume yeah just like get the get uh, Tommy Lee give Jones him, out of there and uh, you know give who him to replace a, so first of all give him a gun for starters <laughs> I think Gadget, Gadget, Gadget go go Gadget Gatling gun, and I also think he should have a chicken costume, and he should kill Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. Uh, Liam, what yeah. about you? What is your Inspector Gadget lore? Um, you know, when I was a kid, I think I had the opportunity to uh, to be like Abigail and fall in love with Inspector Gadget, and it just it wasn't for me. I had. The original Inspector Gadget VHS, you know, like the one from 1998 with Matthew Broderick. I had that on VHS tape, and my memory of it is so strange. I know that I watched it a lot, but I I think I might have just watched the 20, first 20 minutes a lot. Um, maybe I was zooted. How has everybody too. seen the first twenty minutes of this movie? Were you government regular <laughs> well, regulated? I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about the first Inspector Gadget, not number two. Oh, I understand. Um, My apologies. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know if I would just always fall asleep or or what. I just think I wasn't all that interested in it. Like I don't really like even as a kid. Like I didn't really like cop stuff or like of. Uh, adventure movies um and so it just wasn't really my bag but for some reason i i know that i've seen that first 20 minutes of the first inspector gadget a bunch um but it doesn't exist in my head the way other stuff i loved as a kid that i would wear out the vhs tape like abigail um it, it doesn't exist like that like it's no leave it to beaver from 1997 right it's, and uh, what is really right <laughs> yeah yeah um it's it's mostly faded from my brain but i do know that i've i've seen good chunks of that original a whole lot and i knew even back then that inspector gadget 2 existed i don't know if that was just from seeing it at the old blockbuster or whatever but um when you know mitch uh first brought up that abigail wanted to watch this and and uh told us that it was inspector gadget 2 i wasn't surprised that this movie existed and i i knew what the poster looked like so i knew that there was some recasting and stuff but uh i don't think i ever saw inspector gadget 2 as a kid and besides that um the only other experience i have with the inspector gadget franchise was like a playstation 1 game that existed when i was a kid it was called like inspector gadget's uh, like wild fucked up maze or something. Uh, uh, allow, allow me. I've 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 sought out Google again. Okay. Um, Inspector Gadget, Gadget's crazy maze. Well, I don't know right. why they make they put Gadget, gadget in the title. Maze. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Welcome to Victory Lane. You made it. God damn. Um. 
So I would play that game a whole bunch and the game actually kind of creeped me out. I don't know if that's because like I had a nightmare about the game while I was in my my phase of playing it or it might be because I could never make it past like the third level or something and when you would lose a cutscene would play of like the claw dude sitting in his shadowed room with like his cat and and being all creepy and I think that creeped me out but I just kept coming back for more so it was sort of like the opposite of Abigail in that regard where I was like I didn't know what was in store for me with this game but I just kept wanting to try um, but I never really made it past the, the third level even though I played it a lot and and that's all my inspector gadget knowledge is just okay. little tiny bits and people saying go go gadget fuck you on the playground and stuff so for me, I uh, I had seen a bit of the cartoon actually when I was a kid. Uh, I wouldn't say I had like yeah. a great attachment to it or anything, but I knew what we that got man's a purist deal was. in the house. <laughs> I understood Inspector Gadget and his various goofs and crimes. Uh, he never gets prosecuted though because he can just bumble through it, and as long as he catches the bad man, they don't really do anything. But like as we He's see in inspector. this movie, Inspector He's Gadget does a lot law. of does a lot of fucking up other people's shit mostly. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so I had seen that and I understood the deal. Um, and I had a friend in high school who did a really good Dr. Claw voice. So I heard a lot of that. <laughs> um, that was like Dr. his Claw. thing. Sorry. I remember you and I joking about Dr. Claw many a time. Yeah, we've definitely goofed about it. And I had a friend, um, shout out to Quentin who did a real good, like, I'll get you next time gadget. But what if it was good? It was, yeah. Uh, so shout out to him. I I like vaguely thought I had maybe seen one of these live action ones. It felt kind of familiar, but I don't I can't, you know, like verifiably confirm with like a judge's integrity that I saw that. So I'm not going to say that here. That it's potentially like Can I say you unlocked a memory for me just now? Oh, because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So your friend Quentin does a good like Dr. Claw impression and it I don't know why I didn't remember this before but my dad when I was really young um and we were like playing around used to chase me around the house saying it's the claw and he used to hold his hand up like <laughs> oh. a claw Wow you unlocked that wow. for me <laughs> Dude my dad used to do that to me too no. Are you serious? I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, no. I think it's from the movie Liar, Liar. Jim Carrey does that to his kid in the movie. And me and my dad like that movie. So my dad would do that to me as well. I promise. Wow. Yeah. It a bunch of dads out there. It's a big dad movie is Liar, Liar. Yeah. Well, Interesting. Do we know for sure if one of your dads wasn't doing it because of Inspector Gadget 2? I feel like it's more likely my dad was doing it because of liar liar to be honest <laughs> I, I just i wanted to i wanted to check it felt crucial to check this is a inspector gadget to uh positive space currently that may change in the next like 10 minutes or so depending <laughs> on how people felt about it but for now you know we're cruising and uh anyway this is you know this is a podcast about making memories and in some cases finding new ones so i think that's pretty cool. welcome to victory lane you made it. I'm going to hit that a lot today. Right, I'm, I'm loading up the beer buddy sound. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you guys got the beer buddy sound a lot. I can have one episode where I hit the Daytona USA victory lane sound bite. This episode is just going to devolve into me firing <laughs> it back at you. And just for an hour, it just goes back and forth. 
And then periodically somebody just says like, go, go gadget McDonald's advertisement or something. And then, you know, there's go, go gadget increased police budget. <laughs> I will say that, uh, I, I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but describing G2 as a girl boss is the most apt description imaginable because her whole deal is like oh she's like a she's like a cool hot lady but also she threatens police violence <laughs> like that's her whole deal so she's she's like a like a more like sensuous robocop <laughs> no, I, I remember her costume when i was a kid like i remember i remember seeing like the advertisements for this movie and like that like i, I just remember the costume and the uniform I can't believe you don't think RoboCop was sensual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys going to leave me hanging on that one? Okay, well, whatever. Fuck you guys. <laughs> 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 uh, so there are a lot of interesting connections here uh, to some they made another one lore and some they made another one uh, future possibilities. So I'm going to do the quick cast and crew rundown real fast. We'll talk about that. Um, this is uh, directed by a guy named Alex Zam. Uh, we could talk about like 800 of this guy's movies. Uh, he did Woody Woodpecker 2017, which I didn't know was a thing. Uh, Jingle All the Way 2, Tooth Fairy 2, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2, Dr. Doolittle Million Dollar Mutts, which is also a movie about a chihuahua apparently. Uh, those aforementioned Larry the Cable Guy movies. Uh, I had to double check that those were those, and they are. And also, The Little Rascals Saved the Day, which is also from like 2014. So we could talk wow. about Alex Zam for like two months. He might be the most they made another one dude we've ever encountered. He's got Brian Levant energy for sure. <laughs> you forgot one. Huh. I forgot one? Is it The Christmas You Prince? forgot that he directed... 2017 Netflix's A Christmas Prince. Okay, yeah. I I saw that on the list. Uh, I did not put it on because several other people worked on a bunch of the same shit as he did. And I'm, you know, uh, they made another one, Regrets the Error. (laughs) Thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) We lack integrity. Like I was talking about earlier, that judge's integrity. We don't got it. Turns out. Yeah, but his his filmography does read like a they made another one smorgasbord of like all the movies you hope that the genero never lands on. Yeah, it does feel like a minefield to the point where it makes me almost like want to pick one of them just to like get a get a taste again, you know? Yeah. I'm horrified at the prospect of the Tooth Fairy 2. They should have made it just the Tooth Fairy, like T W O T H. That feels like a missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Um, the movie is written by... It's got three writers, actually, which seems like a lot for this. Um, it's written by Ron Anderson, who wrote Chicken Little. Pause for applause. Um, and uh, then William Robertson and Alex Zam also did a pass on it. Uh, William Robertson also wrote that Woody Woodpecker movie, that Jingle All the Way sequel, and that Little Rascals sequel that Alex Zam did. So, you know, they're keeping it in the family. That and a hundred, that one. All uh, great movies. Oh, yeah. We've definitely seen all of those. Uh, the movie is edited by Jimmy Hill, who was in the editorial department for Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2. I knew I recognized the editing in this movie. Famous on the show for being just bafflingly terrible 
<laughs> just uh, a huge piece of shit. Just a <laughs> fucking shit ass dump movie. Um, but great wow. episode. That's harsh. Book of Shat. Have you seen it? Blair Witch Two it sucks. No, man. I. You know what? No, I haven't. So and you know, and honestly, like you know, just watch Inspector Gadget Two again. It'll be a better use of your time. Yeah, it's no Inspector Gadget Two. I guarantee you that. Um, wow. The the cinematography is by Jeffrey Wharton, who was the third unit director of photography on The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions, uh, which I thought was cool. There's another Matrix connection too here, actually. Is it the stunt guy? Uh, no, it's the guy. Is who it the plays... Bruce Spence guy? It's uh, what the hell is his name? I, I think I just said his name. Are you thinking of the gyro pilot from Mad Max Two? Uh, he's one of the he's one of the stars in here. He was in a movie with one of the guys who was in the Matrix. <laughs> the, uh, the well, there's who... an even more specific Matrix thing than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the music is by Chris Hagian. 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 I don't know. Um, he also did the music for that Little Rascals movie and that Woody Woodpecker movie and Jingle All the Way Two and Tooth Fairy Two. <laughs> this is a consistent creative team. They're besties. Uh, they're besties. <laughs> they're tweeting like one of my friends just made a movie. We all get to be in it. Or actually, no, it's like oomphy or whatever. I don't know. I'm not good at being on the internet. But you know, if you know, you know. You know. Um, Inspector Gatch is played <laughs> by... Uh, I'm just going to move on. I'm digging myself a lot of holes today. Uh, Inspector Gadget is played by French Stewart, who is notably uh, not Matthew Broderick, who played Inspector Gadget in Inspector Gadget 1. Mm. Also, he's also notably not um, animated. No, well, that's true. That's true. He's not... I'm going to get it in two seconds here. He's notably not Daniel Stern. He was recast as Marv in Home Alone 4. And he played He played Marv. He played Daniel Stern. Matthew character. Broderick? No, no, no. French, French Stewart. Stewart. I understand. French okay, Stewart got it, did. got it, got yeah. it. Um, yeah, so French Stewart was on Third Rock from the Sun and Stargate, and he's also in Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2, uh, which Alex Zabe directed, <laughs> and uh, he's also in a movie called Murder at the Cannes Film Festival, which I just thought was an interesting title. That is a cool title. That's what happened. That's what this movie was. It was murder when it when it came to Cannes. <laughs> just killed it. It got a 16-minute standing ovation and four <laughs> people fainted. <laughs> Uh, Elaine Hendricks plays G2, which has nothing to do with the Gatorade, I found out. Um, she was in The Parent Trap, but the Lindsay Lohan one, uh, not the one that we <gasps> was watched. Was she the evil mom? She was the stepmom. Uh, potentially. I did. Uh, I'm just going to say yes. I don't know if that's okay. right, but let's just say that. Um, and she was. she's also on a TV show right now called Dynasty, if people want to watch that. Actually, I feel like I need to solve this Elaine Hendricks riddle real quick because uh, it's going to bother me. Um, uh, Were you a big Meredith Trap Blake kid, Abigail? No, I've never seen the movie, but I just I've seen like <laughs> clips of it. And I think Why were I you so excited about it? <laughs> I don't know because I made the connection by myself. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, let's assume that she's the bad mom. That's the yeah, I'm we, gathering. We don't want to take this away from you. No, I think it's I think it's fine. Uh, Tony Martin plays Doctor Claw. Yeah, um, Tony Martin's the guy who has the Matrix connection. He was in a movie called The Interview with Hugo Weaving, who plays like, yeah. the agents. In the Matrix. I'm also gonna just cap this off. 
Uh, Bruce Spence plays Baxter. He's the gyro pilot from Mad Max 2. He's also in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. And he was in The Matrix Revolutions, which is what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> so... <laughs> A lot of Matrix stuff going on. Actually, another person was also in the Matrix Revolutions. We'll get to that after. A lot of Matrix going on. Uh, Liam, big one for us here. Huge one for us. Before I watched this movie, Liam DM'd me and he was like, okay, have you watched it yet? And I was like, no. And he's like, okay, when you do, there's going to be a, a cast member and you're going to be like, whoa, they're back. Return to the King style. You know what I mean? Uh, and that is none other than star of air bud seventh inning fetch the second movie we ever did on this podcast caitlin wax plays penny yeah i recognize her from those movies i recognized her instantly <laughs> because of that uh was also in phantom of the megaplex which is like a disney channel original movie i believe uh a movie called shiloh 2 shiloh season which i think is a really funny thing to call your movie <laughs> um and is in a Masters of Horror episode directed by John Carpenter called Pro Life. Thought that was wow. pretty cool. cool. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I didn't recognize her as being from Air Bud, but I thought I thought she looked so familiar and if it turned out that I hadn't seen her in anything, um I just thought that like she she just had like a, a charming presence about her that that makes her seem memorable. So it was really cool to to see that she was from Air Bud when I looked it up because I really, really liked her in that movie. Yeah. Uh go back and listen to our Airbud episode. Uh it was it was really early on, so I'm sure it's kind of unhinged. Yeah, but uh, it's it's. It, I remember thinking it was better than I expected it. To I be. remember having the episode of... and the movie. So, yeah, you know what? Everybody, go listen to that. Uh, rate it five stars. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Glenn Bennett is the voice of Brain the Dog. He's also the voice of Johnny Bravo. And <laughs> what? <whoa. laughs> Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, I know, right? Pretty wild. <laughs> uh. I didn't list that many credits because the man has 572 credits on IMDb, which is easily the biggest number we've ever seen. Um, that is wild. Yeah, I mean, he might be the most TMAO of everyone. It, well, just with a with a lineup like that, I mean, how could he, he not be? He also plays Eddie in Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. Oh, it's a good. That's a good Friday movie. I don't remember who Eddie is, but very cool. Um. Yeah, so that dude has just a bajillion million uh, credits. D.L. Hewley is the voice of the car. Yeah, the he's returning. Mobile. Yeah, he was in the first one. He's the only one that sticks around, I think. Yeah, he's also in Scary Movie 3. Um, That's a really good Scary Movie. Honestly, that might give me ideas for the future. There you go. Uh, we've got Mark Mitchell as Chief Quimby, Sigrid Thornton as Mayor Wilson, Bruce Spence as Baxter, read his credits already, Mad Max guy, um, Althea McGrath as uh, Mrs. Quimby, the police chief's mom, who apparently was in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, wanted to mention that, uh, Mungo McKay plays the bartender, James Wardlaw plays Brick, John Batchelor plays Mick Kibble, Nick Lawson <laughs> plays Squint and Mick Ruhan plays Jungle Bob. Uh, Mick and he's Ruhan? actually what? I oh, never mind, I keep going. Mick Ruhan, <laughs> I just met her. What was your joke? Is that what your joke was gonna be? <laughs> no, this is a fun name to say. <laughs> it is. Um, and I might be saying it wrong, I have no idea. Um stunts, he's a still working stunt worker, Mad Max Fury Road, Suicide Squad, The Matrix Revolution, Thor Ragnarok, Push, Ghost in the Shell. 
Uh, Ciros Niaros plays the ninja. And Brian McDermott is Mr. Morgan. To be honest, I couldn't tell you who Mr. Morgan is, but it's on the cast list that I have. He's 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 Brian De Niro. Come on. Brian McDermott? <laughs> oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that's all that. Um, you know what, actually, you know, Abigail, you're the inspector gadget two head here. Could you give us a quick rundown of what this movie is about? Okay. So the most important thing to know about Inspector Gadget 2 is that it has absolutely nothing to do with Inspector Gadget 1. There is like <laughs> literally no connection to the first movie. Just in case you're coming back and you're looking for a, a fix, it's it's not there. Yeah, so if you think you know anything because you've seen the first movie, you don't, okay? First <laughs> thing to know. So <laughs> now that I guess um, the Inspector Gadget team which I guess is just him, um, has been working full-time, Riverton is voted the safest city in America. And so what happens is they're planning, they, some sort of bank, is planning to build this like massive bank that is for some reason going to hold $3 trillion worth of gold blocks for some reason. Because the government has too much money, I guess. The yes. Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve Bank. Yeah. So um, Dr. Claw escapes from prison, um, which I guess actually does um, lead on from the first movie because he was arrested at the end of the first one. Spoiler if you alert. thought you knew anything about Inspector Gadget, well, you kind of do. <laughs> well, you just might a little bit. Um <laughs> But, but so he escapes from prison and he decides that he wants to wreak havoc because he's a villain. Like, what else is he going to do? Right. So he decides that he wants to he, he and his minions are going to steal this three trillion dollars worth of gold from the Federal Reserve. And to do this, they need to make this like ray that is going to freeze the entire town of Riverton. And in order to do that, they need to get ion fuel cells um they need to get a ruby and they need to get what was the the other thing from a the laser a laser exactly um to build this freeze ray and they have to do this before 9 23 a.m on this certain date because that's when a satellite is going to be directly over riverton so they can um beam the the freeze ray up and then the satellite will beam it back down to freeze everybody in in Riverton. So that's kind of like the the villain plot. Meanwhile, the G program's going so well in Riverton that they decide they want to invest like 6 million more dollars into this program. And so they decide that they're going to upgrade and add on to the program with G2, who is a hot sexy lady gadget who is the new model and she's super cool and um, has no glitches and she is badass. And so chaos kind of ensues from there. And then, you know, it's up to G2 and, and Inspector Gadget to to save the day. Yeah, worth and mentioning. Penny. And, and Penny. And Brain. <laughs> and Car. Um, worth mentioning, too, that Inspector Gadget's whole deal right now is like his shit's all fucked up. He doesn't know what the yeah. fuck's going on. He's like, I'm, he's I'm glitching. <laughs> Nobody likes him really. He's in a wild depression. Yeah. Penny can't get him to get out of bed. 
Exactly. <laughs> he's just, you know, he's a traffic cop at the beginning because there's no crime, right? So there's no crime. So for some reason, we're going to invest more money into another crime fighting robot to beat the crime that doesn't exist. And the reason why Riverton has like the lowest crime rates is because they're just like arresting everybody who does anything that looks like remotely or could be construed as crime. Old ladies, you name it. I mean, the old lady was was a pretty skilled uh, martial artist, it turns out. And I know that's not illegal, but, you know, who knows what that lady might have gotten up to had they not put her in jail for going 0.3 miles over the speed limit. Good point, Corey. No, no one learns martial arts that well, if not for evil. Right. It's basically just Minority Report with a uh, big mumbling buffoon man. <laughs> I um, thought we established last week that none of us have ever seen Minority Report. I know what it's about. I've just never seen it. <laughs> yeah, why do we always reference Minority Report? What the fuck? Because Tom, <laughs> Tom Cruise is cool. He's in that, right? I don't know. I know he's in the Church I've of Scientology. I've never seen it. Like, <laughs> that doesn't mean you don't... Again, like, you can know things about movies you haven't seen. Like, I knew about the mom in The Parent Trap. Exactly. That's true. She's never seen That's that in her life. That's very true. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, Penny just wants to be respected by her uncle. And he just simply refuses. <laughs> don't we all? Honestly. I wake up in the morning and, you know, I, I open my curtains and I'm, I'm bright eyed and I'm like, today's the day. Finally going to convince John that I'm cool. And uh, it's my one of my real uncle's real names. And um, then that I, I build all the tasks I do that day in the image of hoping to uh, they'll think that I'm cool. That's why I do this podcast. I send him every episode. Yeah. Have Everybody's trying to make the, uh, my uncle think they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> your uncle is just the coolest dude so getting his approval my gosh it's the the big it's the big it's the big one welcome, welcome to, to victory, victory lane, lane. You, <laughs> made you made it. it nobody laughed that time so now i know it's time to stop so i won't do that anymore you son uh, of a bitch. i wanted to try so that's all the setup you need we've got one inspector uh gadget two expert we've got three other people who aren't that and uh now we're gonna finally we're gonna figure this out for for real we're gonna put put down in the history books the definitive result is inspector gadget 2 a good movie and um i'd like to start this off actually i think i think mitch's response has the highest stakes so i would like to ask him first nice i'd like to put you in a in a in a difficult position (laughs) Go go gadget disappearing act. Yeah, but the glitches mean that you're there's actually just two of you now. I need a cricket sound, huh? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, I'm just kidding. Um, not, not a lot of these jokes are working. All oh, right, okay. Go go gadget, so, I'm sweating over here. Is, this, is it <laughs> I'm here? Is it just me? Go go gadget, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Uh, an open mic? All right. Um, Nobody's laughing. Yeah, not a great movie, but having done a double feature of both movies, I can confidently say that this movie is far superior and it has like a fraction of the budget. It doesn't have nearly the same cast. It doesn't have the same effects or stunt work. It's a much smaller um, affair. Intimate drama. It's an Australian production too, I think. Yeah, I was going to mention that because they try to pass off a city with fucking palm trees in it for Ohio. 
And yeah. uh, that dog don't hunt. I'll tell you yeah, that. It's, fuck. it's not working. Um, so it's infinitely more watchable than the first movie. And I think like every most things about it are better. It's a more focused movie. Um, this is a more focused movie than the other one? That's yeah. crazy. Given the choice between the two, I would take this. But that choice is like, uh, you know, death by strangling or like by falling off a cliff. Okay, that's grim, but thank you for your assessment. I actually, you know, I shouldn't have jumped to conclusions here. Abigail, is it safe to say that you like Inspector Gadget 2 or do you just watch it a lot? It feels like an important distinction to maybe make. I think it's safe to say that I like it. Do I think it's a good movie? No. But I'm allowed to like things that aren't objectively good. So, yeah. You like that's what... <laughs> I did laugh. A few, I did laugh like a of joke. Ouch. I am so sorry, Mitch. Welcome so to sorry. Victory Lane. You made it. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll allow that one because that was a really, out for that me. was a really good bit. <laughs> Holy shit! Roasted on his own podcast. That man. happens. A it lot. happens more than you would think, Abby. Well, maybe <laughs> he tells so you about it. He, he goes home at the end of the workday and he's like, "Abigail, the boys gave it to me again." <laughs> So that's what Go Go Gadget fuck you means. (laughs) Okay, but yes, Abigail, you were saying you're allowed to like things that aren't objectively good. Yes. Yeah, like, you know, I'm cognizant of the fact that this movie has a 1.3 rating on IMDb. Okay, like I know what's up. But um, I think it's super fun and colorful and wacky. And it like... I don't know. I feel like it perfectly encapsulates like 2000s kids movies for me and it makes me feel so nostalgic. And yeah, I just think it's great. Yeah. My point about comparing like two, two, two violent deaths, I'd like to say that I'd like to retract that. I think, I think it's like like, the less violent deaths. No, I don't think it's quite like death, but I think it's like, it's still, uh, you know, unpleasant. I'd still more, take this movie over. It's death. like stubbing your toe or a paper cut. Maybe. Wow, Mitch, yeah. you've made the definitive statement. I would rather watch this movie than cease to be alive. Yeah. Wow. That's what a sure. what a sterling recommendation. Um. So, Liam, then, what about you? What's your take on Inspector Gadget Two? The the quickening. <laughs> well, I would love to say that I that I even liked this movie. I really do appreciate that you brought it to us, Abigail. I mean, I, I have movies like this when I was a kid that I would watch over and over, like I said, and and a lot of times it turns out, you know, they're not, they're like, not the great movies. The words mo- like this just carried so much weight when you said them. <laughs> it's like getting punched in the face. <laughs> but, you know, movies I have a fondness for, or, you know, I, I find a fondness for in, in looking at them. Uh, critically like I bet you Corey if we didn't podcast about Air Bud's seventh inning fetch I, I think I would have liked that movie less but because I, I had agree. to take it more seriously I ended up liking it more and you would kind of think that it would often be the other way around where you take something more seriously and so you find like faults in it but but I think that this podcast does tend to make me like movies more um, but I'm just not there with Inspector Gadget 2 it, uh, it just like Okay, one, French Stewart. Um, I want to say this in the least shady way possible, but he's just got to have like maybe the most 
top three most punchable faces I've ever seen. So <laughs> He's just, better than Matthew Broderick. He is so much better than Matthew Broderick. That's true. Absolutely. That's that's I don't like Matthew Broderick either. I mean, so I that's a great point. Broderick, but like he he puts in a better performance here. Interesting. Okay. Very interesting. And and Mitch, I got to say that the way you're talking about Inspector Gadget 1 in comparison to this does have me interested to at least watch a bit of it to see where it's at because I am I uh I'm shocked to hear that it landed so much it landed farther away from the mark than this one, especially knowing your taste, Mitch. I would have thought that like the first Inspector Gadget like it looks like it might be a bit like darker, like more like noir-y. And no, not at all, eh? No. Um. So I, I do want to hear a bit more about that comparison later. But yes, this this movie all by itself. Um. Again, it just like it has stuff working against it immediately. In that, like, I'm just not all that into like zany adventure movies. I do like adventure movies, but but like wacky ones like this, maybe not so much. And it has a whole lot of early 2000s uh, computer graphics to it. And and to Abigail's point, you know, it it absolutely is an early 2000s kid movie. But uh, um, I think in the early 2000s, like I think. I this type of movie even back then just wasn't exactly my thing like I tended I, I watched stuff that was like a bit more realistic I guess like I don't like spy kids or like anything like that like it gives me spy kids vibes sure yeah 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 that's a really good comparison and that too spy that's a kids, way better comparison than the comparison I came up with but... <laughs> that's a good point and yeah I, I wasn't that into spy kids as a kid either and I've seen it um uh, enough times to know in the case of spy kids so so i i do think that it's just like it's less my thing and so um uh, a movie of equal objective quality if that is a thing um but like in a different genre I, i'm gonna like uh probably like more than this so it's not a big fault of the movie i think i think as a kid who's into uh um bright colors and and a lot of like uh <laughs> silly things colors. happening no 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 i, I like things like bright red beige <laughs> yeah good point it's <laughs> ironic Corey. <laughs> it's a subversion my hair being red is i is intentionally ironic yeah so this this it just kind of got exhausting for me like kind of like it, it the graphics are just like windows 98 core and uh i don't think i don't like french stewart and so he's not holding it together to me um i really do like penny i like that actress and i like the stuff about her um and i think that's probably because like i like i like uh teen movies or like preteen movies um and so i liked seeing what she was up to and i would have liked this movie much more if if it were not called inspector gadget 2 and it was just called like penny and it was about penny um i think that's a much more interesting character so so that's where, where i'm at this one did not did not land for me okay real quick i this is the only chance i see myself getting to be able to talk about spy kids short of us watching a spy kids movie so uh i just want to say quickly that i actually own the the trailer for the first spy kids on 35 millimeter film it's sitting over there on a shelf uh, oh my i just think that's a cool thing to own spent ten thousand dollars on it <laughs> i mean the guinness world record books is the biggest spy kids fan in the world huge bidding war on ebay yeah i wanted to get as many individual frames of those fucked up thumb guys as i could oh and the this thumb is the guys. easiest way to do it yeah you know the yeah, ones i do go, go gadget thumb guys 
Um, Man. Anyway, so that's I have that. I also have um, the 35 millimeter trailer for American Reunion, which I'm going to give to Neil someday. Very Remember nice. Remember that wow, classic? Quiet. I'd Too quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evil before. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 Grinch is afoot. Doctor Claw is afoot. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm a, I'm still a little uh, Grinch pilled, I guess, from our previous discussion that was like a month ago. <laughs> um, so um, I think I think this means that what I could do here is give us like a potential fifty fifty split. Am I reading the room right? Like, this is the chance to sort of balance the scales, Liam? Is that a fair assessment of what your take was? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have at it, Corey. It's a lot of pressure. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say that, like, I'm I'm a firm... Yes. It sounded like you were a firm disbeliever in Inspector Gadget, too. Yeah, I'm... I would have said you were a firm no. Yeah. yeah a, a firm, you said you yeah, would rather I, die. You would rather die. die. <laughs> I wouldn't. You did. Like, you did uh, pull back, but I can't think of anything that I even like slightly. Where even for a second, I thought, you know, I would rather die than experience this thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. So you liked it, Corey? Oh, um, yeah. I guess I did sort of set that up a little bit, huh? Um, Locked it down. <laughs> I maybe. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, I had a pretty good time. Uh, I will say, <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like you're not. I don't know if I liked it, but I had a pretty good time. Yeah. Yes. Um, I've said that like a hundred times in the show, <laughs> but um, uh, some of it is is kind of is kind of fun. The problem is, I had a really hard time like focusing on it for long periods. <laughs> Like I found myself easily distracted away from it, and then I'd kind of come back a bit, and I'd be like, "What hijinks are we up to now?" Uh, and then I'd sort of oscillate a little bit. I I do appreciate it's it's really like weird zany tone. Like I like the villain being based out of an old bowling factory, and like all the toothpaste and slime and gum and ooze and goop that's all over this movie, and that everything's in bright colors and people still wear. Um, those monkey shirts that everyone had in the 2000s whatever the fuck those were uh and you know some of it i thought was pretty fun but i can't shake this feeling that like it just couldn't really hold my attention at all and you know that makes it difficult to give it like the full hearted thumb guy two thumb guys from spy kids up <laughs> reveal <laughs> That's uh, like five thumbs. No, wait. It's a <laughs> lot of thumbs. No, I, th- I think you're right. They're all they're all kind of they're all kind of thumb. I thought those guys. Yeah, like, like, like four thumb limbs and then like a thumb head. Right. It's thumbs all the way down. I thought mm-hmm. there could be. A, I'm not going to say that. We, Abigail, uh, we got to bring you back for the Spy Kid episode. We got to figure. this out. Oh my out. god, I would love that. I've I also loved Spy Kids. So cool. We can do that. That's totally on the table. And then we can do a comparison episode where we talk about this versus Spy Kids. Um, I liked how weirdly zany it was. In my notes, I described it as... I just lost my notes again. How? I didn't take that... I didn't take like a book's worth of notes. Where did they go? Uh, 
I said that the mayor has a Grinch vibe. <laughs> Not the Grinch, like the Grinch, but the mayor from the Grinch. The Grinch. I said that the, the chief of police has a Doug and Rob Ford vibe. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. And then I said that the movie, I described this in my notes as uh, a Dick Tracy, the Grinch, Batman TV movie. <laughs> Yeah, if you like put all those things together and it was made for television psychedelics and you've got it yeah and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing um i just wish i was less bored by it at certain points um do i wish that my finger could retract into my hand and reveal a stick of lipstick that i had in my hands at all times sure we all do but is that enough to like you know carry the whole movie i don't know there is a lot of good stuff going on in this movie. Like, like I think you have to be kind of, you have to be looking for it. Cause I think that like, if you're just like watching this movie, like passively, I think the fact that I was like watching it, knowing I would have to talk about it, I picked it out more, but I think I really like the editing in this movie. Um, the editing is just like a complete trip. Like, um, like some of like the ripple dude, dissolves. Dude, and, can uh, we talk about like when, Oh God, I think it's when, g2 has to like fight criminals but it like cuts to her face three times and it like zooms in a little bit like every cut and the same fucking thing happens when uh inspector gadget man well i guess his name is that inspector gadget um Uh, he's he's getting fired for being a cop because he sucks too yeah, bad like and a three consecutive cut <laughs> why does it do that like jimmy hill you're fucking crazy dude it's an old blair witch 2 trick it feels honestly honestly yeah kind of i could buy that <laughs> the, the why? Claw why are you laughing at me, me? <laughs> the claw in this movie gives me truman capote vibes <laughs> Uh, can i make a dr clock complaint dcc (laughs) um yes thank you (laughs) i needed permission uh from the group uh so the whole deal with the uh dr claw is that you don't see him that's like his whole thing we see so much of this fucking guy dude okay here we go um inspector gadget one (laughs) okay His face is fully revealed the whole time. Yeah, Rupert Everett That's, is just like front and center. It's like a it's man, like a backstory. I hate that. I for real. It like sucks. I'm I'm seething with rage. It's sitting a horrible in this chair choice. Right like, and I thought the whole that, like, cartoon. The you they, see like one hand. Like that's his yeah. whole fuck. That's the whole fucking point of this man. Is but that they don't show his face. You no, know, he's scary. They, they do, just not in full. But like there are shots where because they don't care. This movie was made for six dollars. Like you can just see like 60% of his face it's just far away and it's like what or, are you doing it's like high angles are obscured by like a a slanted trilby like he's yeah yeah like he's dressed uh, like a fucking like a like a a man about town or like whatever. Truman Capote and murder by death wearing like the, like the jacket <laughs> over his shoulders yeah yeah so um anyway fuck that i think that choice sucks uh, also um uh i feel like I, Dr. Claw is like not scary. I feel like Dr. Claw is supposed to be scary. And uh, I know I'm a 24 year old man and all. And maybe like <laughs> I'm not the, the target demo for how this would be conceived as scary. But I think he should have been fucking fucked up. You know? 
you we got a, well, let's abigail were you scared of dr claw as a child i definitely was yeah i saw his like mechanical claw hand especially um the scene where he's like kidnapped penny and he like shows her to inspector gadget and he has his claw like clamped on her chin like that freaked me out as a kid and the way he like with mckibble as well um when he pinches his nose um with his claw i don't know it just looked really painful <laughs> so i was definitely scared of him like he definitely looked like he could fuck me up if he <laughs> chose to dr claw looks like he could fuck me up <laughs> i to be fair i do think i would lose in a fight to uh tony martin and he has that like you know gravelly like villain voice and like he, you can see his face, fair enough, but I mean, it's usually shadowy under his like fedora, and like, who isn't scared of a man in a fedora? I'm uh, <laughs> terrified of most men, and especially if they're in fedoras. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. You think I'm? You think I'm joking, but I'm not. You know, men are terrifying. Anyway, Doctor Claw's a nice guy. <laughs> Doctor Claw is yeah. Doctor Claw is like in twenty. 11 he was posting on facebook like why do girls only like 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 shit shitty jock men i'm a nice i'm a nice guy i'll put my i'll put my brilliant white coat across a puddle they'll let you walk across milady <laughs> and like no, Francis Drake vibes. no girls ever liked him and then he uh took over a bowling uh factory as one does. As one does, you know. Actually, That's the like, Claw should be, like, creepier in cell vibes in the first movie. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's bad. I don't. I'm gonna take a bold stance here. I don't think Doctor Claw's a good guy. And he's like hot in the first movie, right? He's hot. Yeah, is he? Everett. Wait, is he hot? He's hot. He's sexy. Are you serious? Yeah, like Am he's. I, I think I might sound a little bit too excited, but I'm so. so <laughs> Rupert Claw. Claw. Is he hot? He's hot. And also, this is conspiracy theory for me, but I think, at least in the first movie, Dr. Claw is definitely a queer man. He's queer coded for sure. That's kind of that's kind of cool, actually. I mean, unless we're, it's we're like selling queer, Corey on this movie. Unless it's queer coded <laughs> in a way that like he's evil because he's gay or something, in which case I don't support that. No, but, no. Well, he's already evil because he's deformed. So I mean, like, <laughs> fair enough. I guess yeah. Like you know, if they're in for a penny, you're in for a pound at that point. Um, I will say, yeah, he's like Wall Street money never sleeps hot. Like he's dressed like a banker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I thought this podcast was going to be about. Um. But there's a good, there's some good gifts of him on here. I'm noticing in the images on Google search images results. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's enough of that, I guess. Uh. So do we think that French Stewart is hot as Inspector Gadget or not? I guess it should have said Doctor Claw. Don't know why I said that. <laughs> wrong guy, <laughs> wrong name, wrong character. I was gonna move on. Uh. <laughs> um. So what I do want to ask to get away from my brain is short circuiting just now is um, how do we feel about this movie's kind of like, I feel like the movie suffers from like a bit of a lack of focus. 
did anybody else feel that way? Like it sort of just jumps around a bit from like, are we focusing on Inspector Gadget being like down in his luck? Are we focusing on the rivalry between the two of them? Are we focusing on what the bad guys are doing? And she's like, what if we just did a bit of everything? And I thought that was it's, kind of like, it's a bit all over the map, but if you double bill it, it seems like it's like clear, deep focus <laughs> on task, like on track. There has never been a more linearly edited movie. If you watch it right after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay yeah i just thought it was kind of like it jumped around a lot in a way that i and i think also ironically it also spends too much time with certain bits like the bit where he's glitching at the science fair felt like it took six years it yeah it was way too long and that scene has always made me so uncomfortable yeah. but Mc, mcdonald's paid a lot of money to be in that scene so and dunkin donuts are in the scene when donuts. it's funny because the police love donuts does it does Dunkin' Donuts exist in Australia or do they have to fly that shit in? I have no earthly idea. I'm gonna Google it. Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> Australia. So yeah. Anyway, um in Australia, Dunkin' Donuts opened in the nineteen eighties, but by the late two thousands they had left the Australian market. Okay, so they okay. got in right in time. Right in time. Yeah. It's because they got replaced by Dunkaroos. Australia runs on Dunkin', <laughs> it turns out. Um actually okay, you know what? I want to talk about this real quick. I know that this has not been a very focused five minutes, and for that, I apologize. Uh, why the fuck do they try to pass this off as Ohio? The cars all have Ohio license plates, but there's like palm trees and shit everywhere. It's so clearly Australia. One of the minions is Australian. <laughs> like, they're not even trying to hide it. But they are. Like, why not? Why not just say they're in like California <laughs> at the I minimum? Think- it's just because Australia has like a long history of making movies designed to be exported. Yeah, but they don't say you're in Ohio. So you're in like, yeah, Florida or like California yeah, or something. One of those places with palm trees. Does the original movie take place in Ohio? Is Inspector Gadget like Isn't an Ohio hero? Well, the car license plates, the Gadget Mobile license plate and the ice cream truck they steal to put the big laser in both say Ohio. Huh. That could just be like... But at Riverton is where it's well, set, it's, which it's I, to my knowledge isn't a place. It's in the movie, though. They yeah, fucked you know, up that. S- sometimes That's just continuity, I think. Look it well, up. They, but it's in the movie. But like sometimes here in the, in the city I'm in, I'll see license plates from other provinces and stuff. It's <laughs> just coincidence. I'm in, I, I feel like we've said where we live before. No, I moved. The city in which I live. Uh, I live in Australia. The city of Australia. Yeah, uh, it's pretty. It's pretty cool here. Inspector Gadget and his Gadget Mobile are having problems in their line of work, mostly because of Gadget's overzealous nature and his paranoia about minor crimes committed to citizens. Tell me where the movie took place. This plot synopsis does not say where the movie took place. Are you fucking serious? It, it takes place in Riverton. You don't need to know anything. Else. <laughs> yeah, but I want to know what state it's in. Where does Inspector Gadget Two take place? Brisbane, Queensland. Fuck off, Google. You know what I'm asking. It takes place in Riverton, which is actually in uh, Whoa, Brisbane. That in voice Queensland. is really good. Gary <laughs> Gary Gadget toothpaste, dude. Holy wow. shit, that's really good. Thanks. <laughs> wow, we just got to make you say stuff for the next hour. Fuck this podcast. <laughs> podcast is over. Um, um, yo, yo, yo! But I is think- there anything anybody else wants to talk about who's having a coherent thought? Because I feel like I'm not. 
on on the point of the Australia Ohio confusion, I think that that just might have contributed to the <laughs> the unsettling feeling I had watching this movie. Like right from the very beginning, where Inspector Gadget's head is like popping out of different sides of a billboard. You know, he's doing his inspecting, and his his like neck is elongated, and it it's just like a really strange effect. And then the fact that the city. Um, felt like a lot different than the place that I thought it should be. I hadn't made the connection that it was Australia, but like it, it did feel incongruous um, the way everyone was talking and the way the place looked. I just couldn't really place it. And so sort of like um, the Grinch, Corey, in like Grinchland, um, it just felt a bit weird to me. Except instead of like Whoville makeup, it was replaced by uh, like PlayStation, uh, PlayStation One graphics. And so, um, so uh, see, that I'm was that was part of what got I'm under not crazy my skin. with this Grinch thing. Okay, no, I'm I'm asking you, right? Like, do you agree? Was I onto something? Oh, oh, yeah, you're not crazy about the Grinch thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought I thought you were saying you're not crazy about me comparing this to the Grinch. <laughs> I thought you were like, all right, first that's off, my Liam, line. I don't get down with this. That's my line. Um, that's so funny. Could you imagine? Um, at least you could because we just talked about it. Um, no, yeah, I, I just experienced it. You put the fear of God in me. And did you see how I bowed down? I was like, okay, Corey, speak. I, I know what yeah, Mitch I, feels I, like at that point. I guess I, was I, can like, take, Damn. I could take over this podcast if I wanted to. Yeah, assertive. Um, uh, we, need, uh, we need Jade to see this and make a Grinch, a Grinch side by side. Yeah. Is French Stewart attractive? Grinch. Yeah, would you fuck French yes. Stewart? Is really? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, five-year-old me seemed to think so. Um, okay. Do I think so now? Yes. Still, yes. <laughs> I can't do right now, but I'm extremely jealous. Interesting. Dude, that was the best possible reveal of that thought. You're a natural, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from the same kid who used to say that my celebrity crush was Bill Nye the Science Guy. So <laughs> they do have a vibe, a similar kind of feel. I yeah, think. I, I kind of. I get the type. <laughs> um, I was on the Inspector Gadget Wikipedia page for the original film, and um, I was reading about casting here, and basically every possible person would have been better than Matthew Broderick or French Stewart. Like, I think uh, this franchise, uh, you know, these two movies at least, are sort of notable for, to me, just like casting like the most milk to milk toast annoying dudes that there are like listen listen to who this could have been and you guys tell me if this would have been more interesting or abigail you tell me if if French robert Stewart de niro. is the way to go peter so Falk, dude, i also was gonna say robert de niro yeah. dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> i fucking colombo gadget oh my god one more thing just one more <laughs> thing dr claw I'm Gosh. gonna shove a bowling pin up your ass. That's what go go saying. one more thing. Go go fuck <laughs> yourself. I'm Peter Falk. Okay, listen to this, listen to this. So I'll rattle off some names. So Inspector Gadget could have been Brendan Fraser. That's based as hell. Go to that would have been based, but he did George of the Jungle instead. That's a nineties choice. Yeah. Uh we could have got Steve Carell. Oh Tom my Hanks. God. You got yeah. a Steve Carell opinion there, Abigail? I 
Okay, I I liked Steve Carell. I love the idea of Tom Hanks as Inspector Gadget. Oh, Tom Hanks. Yes. Yes, that would have been great. That would have been all. And he kind of looks like Inspector Gadget, too, like in cartoon form. I could see that being Tom Hanks. Was he too big for that movie by then, though? Uh, he would have been massive, so I guess. But I think they were just like hoping that the Inspector Gadget movie would have it's been massive. Like, I mean, it's I'm just seeing like here the name of that movie he was in, where he became an adult called Massive. And Young <laughs> Elliot Gould would be great, bro. Oh, is Elliot Gould is the dude we saw in uh, the, the Silent Partner? The silent yeah. Partner, right? He could totally He's still do alive. It. He could still do it. <laughs> um, and then we've also got Tim Allen, Mike Myers, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Mel Gibson, Michael ew. Keaton, Adam Ooh. Sandler, Robin Williams. Like, come on. Well, I'm glad it wasn't Mel Gibson. Jim Carrey, Chevy Chase, Steve Martin. So they, um, what, was the shortlist for this every fucking actor in Hollywood? Uh, yeah, I think I think it was supposed to be a massive thing. And then we got Matthew Broderick. <laughs> And then Matthew Broderick, uh, I guess, didn't deliver the goods. No, uh, no, no, no. I was wondering, like, I mean, I don't know how big the budget was for the first one, but like, since literally every single actor did not come back for the for the second except one, except for the guy who played the car, except for the car guy, like, could they just not like pay them? Like, why did nobody come back? Uh, this one was also an internal Disney production and not. Uh, like co-produced with another company maybe they were taking like the disney channel original whoa okay uh so the budget on wikipedia for the first movie is listed as anywhere between 75 to 90 million the budget for the sequel is 12 and what they do with that i think like they do way more with that 12 this movie except for the cg stuff looks great like i love the sets the sense of production design is really fun the city feels like really weird and cartoonish. There's like colors fucking everywhere. The sets I really like it. They've got a keen way to make the world feel like energetically lived in. I like all of that. Uh, and the, the idea that they did all that on 12 million bucks is pretty wild. And Mitch, you're saying that the first movie uh, does a lot less with with more. Oh, absolutely. And it wasn't just me who thinks who thought this too. I think I read a review earlier that was published in uh, the BBC that also said that it did it was better than the um, original. Like if you read like the what little sort of critical commentary there is, a lot of people do draw that conclusion. Um, the original movie was broadly reviewed and like it was I don't know. It got a lot of unfavorable press. I'll just say that. I think this movie does way more. And it's not just that it's a more coherent uh, sort of rendering. I think uh, French Stewart's way better. Matthew Broderick is very wooden. I think Rupert Everett is uh, not a great claw. It's just there's there's a lot less going for it. And I just feel like it's like waking up from like a dream and like the not everything makes sense with the original movie. Um, I've I've just made another incredible discovery about the first movie in comparison. The first movie is even shorter than this. Yeah, and 10 this minutes w- shorter. And this was 80 though. minutes. This was like 80 minutes. And that one's even shorter. That's fucking crazy. What did Matthew Broderick have somewhere to be? What do you what the fuck? That's crazy. Um Man, that's wild. Uh, what other stuff that I like? What are other? 
We talked oh, about Dunkin' um, Donuts. <laughs> um, fun fact for you. G2 did her own stunts. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, she did this, all of it. So she split completely in half? She split her body in half. And <laughs> she died for this movie, much no, like she, Mitch. She <laughs> died as she lived, splitting herself in half. <laughs> she did do the like the like the fight scene with the claw at the end too. That's like, awesome. That was all good her. for her. Yeah, the stunt like the the stunt work's all good. Like the fight choreography is good in like a fun, silly way. You know, like it's it's achieving the tonal goals that they've set out for this movie, right? Um, that's great. Good for Elaine Hendricks, you know. I did. I did really like her too as, as an actress. I thought she had a presence to her, um, and I thought I thought she was very charismatic. She's Stop. also in a. You violated the law, or whatever she says. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Quarterfinal. Um, serve your sentence. Your stolen <laughs> goods are now forfeit. I was yeah, hoping she, you would do that. She. She was good. She's also in a movie called uh, um, "Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion," which yeah. is a great movie, and uh, and so. Um, she just like kind of has a a little it factor to me because I really like her in that movie too. Yeah, uh, I will say too, uh, Caitlin Wax, aka Andrea from Airbud Something Fetch, also good here. Um, yeah, I, she's got that quality that all of the those like Disney Channel actors at the time kind of had to varying degrees, where they're just sort of like very um straightforwardly likable like almost to the point where it's like there's not a lot of characterization or it's all kind of bland like you could just as easily see it being like a commercial versus a movie but i do think that she is bringing something to this that maybe like a different kid would not have brought like a genuine feeling interest in the movie that comes through and like you know really giving it to fucking gadget for not being a good uncle and you know solving crimes i think uh i think she does a good job again penny has a lot more to do in the second one as well um yeah. so and i that's feel like, like the cartoon she does a lot in the cartoon yeah in the first one she's kind of in it for a second and doesn't really like she's definitely not as on her uncle's case about like wanting to help out and you know she doesn't seem as interested um but I found the Penny in Inspector Gadget too. She's like, she's so adorable. And she's just got that like energy. Like you said, like a, the classic Disney Channel kid, just like likable, high energy, very cute. I, I am yeah. a big fan of her. I, I remain surprised that her acting career didn't continue. Um, I, I did look into this. She still works in the industry on like the production side, but she hasn't acted since 2014. And I'm like, Damn. I feel like, I feel like we could do, we could do better. We could have done better by, by this person. Yeah. She I, should have I, had I, her own movie. I agree with you, Liam. She should have had, they should have made a third one. That's just her and brain. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. I, I hope she stopped acting based on choice and that, um, it, it would be a shame if she was like trying to get roles and it wasn't happening because I think, I think she's so great and I would, uh, I would definitely watch stuff just cause I've heard she's in it now. Like I'm going to check out that masters of horror episode that you said she's in. I really want to see that. Yeah. John yeah, Carpenter. I think she's, she's so good. Vibes as well. Um, yeah, I think that's cool. Um, man, it's tough. Like, 
I, I don't know what to say about this movie in some respects, like, and how to, like, really elaborate well on it, because it's not like it's got a, a big, like, thematic level that you can latch on to. I think it's pretty straight ahead. And honestly, I'm not that interested in, like, Inspector Gadget the man, um, because he's just, like, he's... <laughs> what? No, this is funny. Keep going. He, he's just a vehicle for, like, for, like, whiffing it. He's a vehicle for failure, mostly. <laughs> And gosh, what? no wonder he's depressed. People tell him that in his life. <laughs> That's all he's doing is fucking up everything. He Even his up car that. tells him he's a vehicle he, for failure. He and that's a literal vehicle. That's how you know you fucked up. He fucked up a toilet. He fucked up his job. He <laughs> fucked up his family. Like shit. He falls in love at the end, but I don't know why. I don't know what she. G two could girl boss her way to a a better boyfriend. Am I right, ladies? Yes, G2 is way too good for him. Yeah, dude. I, 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 that toilet has quite a flesh. <laughs> this movie should have had like a, a really somber French Stewart monologue at the end where he's just like, I fuck things up, G2. Just like I fuck up everything in my life. That's what I am, a huge fuck up. And then she kind of has to, you know, cheer him up again. I think that would be nice. Yeah, we love that like emotional manipulation. <laughs> she does say that he is likable and all he needs to do is just switch out the chip and then he doesn't have any problems yeah but you know what you know what sacrificed g2 had to make to do that she like fucks up her whole body for this man's well-being and what does he do with it i don't know like shit toothpaste everywhere what a fucking weird man yeah. the, the, the first one's even weirder weirder because like the love interest of that movie is completely forgotten is dr movie. claw do they kiss no uh, and and he falls in love with the woman that creates him without his consent so wait she she, like, he falls in love he falls in love without his consent or was created without his consent no it's created without consent so like she like transform he's just like a night security guard and then he gets like transformed into inspector gadget after having a horrible accident and uh they're oh, like well let's just turn him into that. like a human gizmo and uh that's that not to be confused with gizmo from uh gremlins you can in fact feed him after midnight yeah and then she's like i want to have sex with you now yeah it's weirdly like kind of like inverted pygmalion with like gizmos go go gadget sex parts gosh yeah yeah i wasn't a fan of that the relationship stuff i i really liked uh can't they just be equal partners who uh do like police brutality can't that be enough that would be nice. Yeah, we need more movies like God, that. God, we need an ideal world where, you know, two cops can just hang out beating up criminals uh, before just a trial is really taking dudes. place. Just a bunch yeah. of guys being dudes, am I right? I thought that um, when I was <laughs> younger, honestly, you know what? No, still to this day, when they kiss and the fireworks shoot out of his hat, that's so romantic. I, I gotta say, <laughs> I, I gotta I get talk- one of those hats. <laughs> I talked a lot of shit just now, like an overwhelming amount about this uh, romantic involvement, but I gotta say, the little hearts on the hat, cute. Adorable. And then the car says what pretty much every supporting character says, I love happy endings at the end of the movie. Like, that's such a classic textbook line from a kid's movie at the end. Like, thanks for letting us know it was a happy ending. Did you guys think it was weird that the car says that and then it does a burnout for like 35 minutes before the movie ends? (laughs) Yeah, that happens. The car fucks. Let's just get that straight. That car fucks like uh, it's like Titane. That car fucks people. 
Like that car is up to some shit. I, I gotta say, I am only, I am like 70, maybe 65% sure that's what that movie's about. So if I'm wrong, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's either about that or the fact that Riverton is like a carceral state on steroids. Yeah, you know, it does sort of feel like Riverton's a bit of like an Arkham in the Batman universe yeah. situation. All the criminals go there and then they just lock up all the criminals and like, uh, in like a crime island or whatever and then it's like yeah how could that possibly fail yeah, um, let's put this old woman in a cage and then but then she beats up criminals <laughs> she beats up criminals for driving 0.5 over the speed limit but she it was 0.3 get it right you're not a real okay. fucking inspector gadget truther fuck okay conspiracy theory number two the okay. grandma that gets arrested at the beginning comes back later in the movie as the ninja I support that 100%. Damn. Shout Did that occur man. to you just like this time around? Or was this a, a thing you gained in childhood from watching? No, it? that was just this time around. Because like, we don't blast. see them in the same room together ever. That's you true. Know? And it's like she was, she was messing that guy's shit up in the prison cell. Yeah. I'm interested to know, like, because... Um, there's mixed feelings on Dr. Claw, but what did you guys think about the minions? Because I thought they were hilarious. and They didn't I say banana like... even once. Wow. Is it a despicable <laughs> meat? Yeah, they weren't even some... yellow. They weren't even little yellow beans that go banana. They didn't even do that one time. False advertising, honestly. Fucking rude. Um, yeah, I, I can't. I can't say that they worked for me abigail unfortunately it's just like i think it's just it might just be a casting thing and sometimes just like you get lucky with a dude that would work for you because a lot of kids movies have that same writing for these minion type guys right and so i think it's just uh sometimes i get lucky and i, and I like one of them but these guys didn't didn't really land for me what about you mitch i actually really like the goons in this movie i think mitch, the you're goons- basically one of these goons <laughs> You're a goofy uh, man who gets up to all sorts of goofs and, and, and gaffs and scrapes. True. Um, I am a bit of a goon. But um, <laughs> no, the goons the goons worked for me across the board. I thought they were really funny. Um, in both movies, actually. Um, but I thought the scene where they're at... Like, I didn't like the science fair sequence like at all. But I did like... The, the, the only part that I did like from it, really, kind of, was at the part where the goons go up and they're like, we're your biggest fan. <laughs> and they're in disguise i thought that was uh, good that was good also i like how the relationship between the minions and dr claw is like weird as hell like they treat him (laughs) like some sort of like like a god emperor Mm kind of thing like they're like your your holiness dr claw man how can we commit righteous murder crime for you today and he's like yes we're going to commit fucking crime i'm the claw i can't do the voice but you get it and um i just i liked how weird that is like can we talk about the logistics of this plan real quick because gold's fucking heavy right we can all agree on that right like big gold bars gonna have some heft to them and they're like we're gonna steal three trillion dollars of gold and then, and the then go go rob the louvre and it's like where are you gonna put it jeff jeff claw the doctor what are you doing what are you talking Wait, about his name's sandy 
His name's Sandy. Yeah. I love that. That's better. The I didn't first know that. movie, it's his name is Sandy. Is he named after the baseball player, Sandy Koufax? I verify that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I would believe that. So Sandy's like, we're gonna eat our weight in gold or whatever, and it's like, where are you gonna put it, Sandy? First of all, second of all, like, I just I don't get it because it's like they have to unfreeze everybody eventually, or else you don't need to steal money. So, like. What's the plan? Like you go into that Federal Reserve and it's like there's bajillion, bajillion, trillion pounds of gold. And it's like, okay, say you steal all that and then you go like take the Mona Lisa and draw like a Sharpie mustache on it because you can do whatever you want. Uh, You put the cool S on it that we all drew in school. And um, (laughs) like then what? Because like even if Inspector Gadget fucking fails and dies, like they have to unfreeze everybody. And then they're all going to go, oh, I wonder if the guy who froze time is the one that stole all of our shit, right? Like, I don't I don't understand the end game. <laughs> yeah, like, were they just going to, like, live forever in, like, a secluded island and, like, never have to use any of that money? Like, I feel right. like Dr. Claw was just stealing because maybe that's the only thing he knows how to do. Yeah, maybe it's the only way he can, like, feel stuff. Like <laughs> I feel like he just doesn't maybe he just doesn't have very much confidence like he has confidence enough to do the thing but I don't think he genuinely believes he's gonna get away with it but his drip goes crazy I think he has confidence his drip, right? his drip is nuts I, I dig the overcoat double breast he's got better yeah. drip than the 8 year old from child's play too. yeah he looks like Al Capone like stepping out of court <laughs> what <laughs> I forgot all about the 8 year old's drip but clearly you have not I love that <laughs> drip or drown baby <laughs> let's go um uh yeah man i don't know like i have a funny anecdote it's just like one line that I, that made me like cackle and it's like halfway during the mo- movie and there's like a, a press scrum and like the media are asking questions and one journalist just exclaims the city is in a panic and like that's his <laughs> that's his question <laughs> i know yeah that's all he says <laughs> And having, you, like, having I, some experience with the journalistic process. Yeah, I couldn't imagine fucking tackle. saying that to somebody. <laughs> yeah. In a scrum, that would never work. Everybody would like look at you and be like, what? <laughs> but yeah, there's always like, somebody in the scrum who asks a question that's like too long or like... <laughs> Dude, there is such a good fucking example of this. I almost want to drop it in, but it's like a four minute question. I'm not joking. There's this yeah. F1. Sorry to talk about F1, but there's this F1 thing where this dude sets up a question and he literally says by going gentlemen a short view back to the past and he tells like a three minute fucking anecdote and then asks the question and all the drivers spend the whole thing just looking at each other like what the fuck is he doing <laughs> like it's it is the ultimate example of a dude who's just being much like this anecdote i'm telling right now wildly self-indulgent for no reason and just droning on and on and it's got that vibe yeah yeah i, like- no, I think that's great I also like like the I guess like the art designer like it's like some of the choices that they make like for example like a lot of the the claws operations are run out of like a crab truck that's labeled Crab King you can't beat <laughs> our claws just like the he he's Doctor Claw dude I, know. I really enjoyed that <laughs> this movie's smarter than all smarter of than me man smarter than me dude that's fucking <laughs> they should have called him that's inspector, a low bar. inspector big brain 
Inspector's huge brain is what they should have called him, I think, because he's got a gigantic Mega brain. Mind. Mega Mind. Oh, they already made that one. We can't shit. Fuck. Um, I will say, uh, all the CG Inspector Gadget hijinks make me wanna uh <laughs> make me wanna vomit so much that I die. I thought um, it was fun. It's like a blast from the past. It's gross. Like- it looks gross. This the p- part of the beginning where uh, wait no. So first of all, I described the opening as his fucked up neck is horrifying, uncanny valley nightmare. And then later on, um, I decided that I, I think it's when the blender, the blending, mixing, baking hijinks are happening. Oh, and like yeah. his head is doing like big neck mode and it starts just like, <laughs> like vibrating. And I, I straight up wanted to just like turn off the movie, get out of my chair, get in my bed and go to sleep. Like yeah. I didn't want to look at it anymore. Some the of banana the way... pudding scene is disgusting. Oh, it's and it gross. makes like a sound. Hor- it makes a bad pudding. sound. Oh yeah, lemon um, pudding. Yeah. Also, like if you ever want to just have a bad time, like don't think about gadget and G two getting it on. I don't know how. Well, maybe they. Gosh. Wait, hold on. We have, we have we haven't considered this. We have no reason to believe that they can do that. Well, we have no reason to believe that they can't. But but they were only built for cop stuff. No, Gadget, Inspector Gadget's like part real human. But she's not. She's a robot. All Dude, the way down. When Baxter was freaking when Baxter was creating this robot, you know that he was prepping for that. Also, I think at one point in our evolution, Agreed. like human beings are going to be able to like interact with in that way with like machines. We're already seeing it happen to a degree. <laughs> um, I think you. I think you just want them to, Mitch, and you know that's okay. That's fine. You can probably find that pretty easily on the internet. I'm not going to lie to you. It's probably not hard. Um, Don't look at my history. But um, math, science, history, and laddering the mystery, and all started when robots banged. That's what the song's about. Um, nobody laughed at that either. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome um, to Victory Lane. Lane. You, you made, made it. it. <laughs> yesterday when we watched it mitch and i did talk about this at length actually like how they would do it the logistics of it (laughs) yeah and i was like do you think that they like souped up inspector gadget's junk and then mitch said because i was like oh it's probably like a dragon dildo or something and then mitch said no it's one of those fuck machines well (laughs) <laughs> I would like to push back on that argument by making an argument that I wish I weren't gross um, if you think about it and you don't have to but if you think about it wouldn't a regular guy just be an analog fuck machine anyway that wouldn't be like a new creation but I mean it's like Inspector Gadget's <laughs> the type of fuck machine where it looks like the, the dick is just like punching you know, where it just goes, like, straight It's forward. on, like, a big piston. Exactly. <laughs> yes. The old, the old punching dick. <laughs> it's called a they piston. They call him punching he, dick. He yeah. needs to go to the bathroom. Well, honestly, G2 is a robot, so she might have been, if she was prepped for such activities by, by the creator, I mean, she, she was probably... She doesn't have a finger. 
Yeah. Who knows what her other fingers can do? <laughs> also, speaking of which, she is technically not even programmed for, because she says at the beginning, I'm not programmed for these things, but I find you strangely likable. And then she falls in love with him at the end. So I feel like this is also a piece. This is about AI gaining consciousness. I think she can only do that because she gave one of her chips away to him. Oh, so now they're like so- entwined and like they've, she's taken away some of her like, inability to love now she can love they've, or they've just like integrated like that that is how like in a way like they already have like like done done it with like that swapping of like the chip you know oh is maybe that's how robots do sex maybe You're right does this is that, mean what, that- is that what they say you do it how do you i've never i don't know do sex is that do you want to anyway. swap chips Hey, hey. I got burrito. <laughs> Could you imagine walking up to somebody in a bar? Like, hey there, foxy lady, you want to swap chips? <laughs> I'll give you some of my glitches. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Just turn my floppy disk into a hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about sex. Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> this is not where I thought this episode was going to necessarily go, but it turns out there's only so many things you can say about Inspector Gadget 2 before you start, uh, like, sex speculating. I would love to read, like, somebody's fan fiction about the two of them. Like, I'm, I'm sure d- it exists. Okay, actually, hold on. Everybody Let's keep do talking. a dramatic reading. Everybody keep talking. I'm going to look something up. I wonder what you're looking up. Don't ask. Don't tell. It's the rule of the law. <laughs> Wait, but isn't the whole point you're going to tell us about this eventually? Uh, if I find it. <laughs> it's not much of a podcast. Corey's just like, all right, I'm going to look something up here. All right, I got it. So uh, what's up, guys? <laughs> no, it might, it, no, no, no. I want you guys to keep going while I find this, because if I don't, we can just like act like it never happened. I will say that if if G2 gained capacity for love because she got Inspector Gadget's chip... That means he lost a part of his capacity for love when he gave her that chip. Not necessarily. But he put her chip in him. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that he lost his capacity for love. He lost part of it. I think it, I think the exchange in itself symbolizes love. I don't think they lost any capacity for love. No, okay, but if G2 gained capacity for love because she had one of Inspector Gadget's chips, he gave one of his chips away. And got her robotic chip that doesn't have capacity for love. Hmm. But then they're still in love in the end. Part of him is a sociopath at the end. It's true. Well, he always has been. I mean, you see it in that sort of militant policing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I was and he's put just off so career driven. He's so goal oriented, yeah. and he only thinks of himself and getting that promotion. It's true. He is a sociopath. <laughs> this podcast has gone possibly what deeper does he do into for, what any. What does he even do for Penny? Like he does nothing for her. She's just like you're my uncle, and I want to help you. And he's just like, yeah, help me. I'm doing nothing for you. I mean, I guess he saves her life. Oh my god. Okay, so really quick, I need to tell you guys all something very important. So I went to archive of our own. Does everybody know what that is? <laughs> Oh God, I do. Unfortunately, no, no, I don't. Um, so I went to like uh, essentially just a prolific fanfic website, and let's just say some of it sometimes gets a little randy. And um, so the I I just searched for a tag that said Inspector Gadget live action movies. Um, 
in the first listing is called um in for a penny in for a pound and it is a buffy the vampire slayer crossover damn that sounds like it could be kind of cursed though and it could be i gotta say i don't think i'm going to read it um what i'm trying i'm trying to find one with uh um g2 in it but i keep just finding fan art and it's not even the kind of fan art you'd be worried about me finding it's just kind of like pretty normal shit uh i just really like her oh wait this one is tagged falling in love uh and it's got ship tags for dr claw inspector gadget and inspector gadget g2 this work could have this work could have adult content proceed um (laughs) Okay, I just want to see if there's Control F. Look for the keywords. I am. <laughs> That's exactly. What I'm doing. <laughs> uh, now we're on like a journey here. Like we've made a decision, um, to really see if we can find this. And I gotta say, have not really seen a G two appearance yet. Currently, mostly has to do with Doctor Claw and Inspector Gadget, I believe. Um. I don't know how long it's going to take me to find what we're looking for. Uh, maybe a while. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, God, I really hope this is worth it. Of course, there's a Dr. Claw Inspector Gadget fan fiction. So this is... um, The thing that I'm seeing is... um, Currently, it's Dr. Claw and Inspector Gadget still. I have not seen a G2 appearance, but there's a good amount of like kissing, touching, neck kissing kind of happening. Claw you know, kissing? Probably some of it, right? I don't want to read it. How, how much police boot looking is there? I haven't seen any. Um, huh. But that doesn't mean that there's none. I just haven't seen it. Um, uh, Somebody's going to die. It turns out he had to kill him is one of these sentences. Anyway, if you're curious, um, with a with a caveat, I would like to say you can go read Error Connection Lost by Dropped Walkman on Archive of Our Own. Because I simply don't have the time, but there might be some fuck stuff in there. I don't know. But Inspector Gadget's definitely in it. And Dr. Claw. And Dr. Claw. Somebody did write Inspector Gadget 3 as well, it appears. Inspector Gadget 3? Nice. That's yeah, that's correct. Okay, so not as much um, you know, like explicitly sexual G2 Inspector Gadget fanfic as you would maybe expect. So I guess we gotta write it. I guess we gotta write it. Dear diary, today I started the craziest project of my life. <laughs> I'm gonna write the prolific fuck book for Inspector Gadget. 17 parts. They're all the size of a Harry Potter book. I mean, we could do that and then get, you know, a multi-million dollar movie franchise made out of it. That's how Fifty Shades of Grey was made. And Twilight. Yep, exactly. So there's no reason why we couldn't make like, um, oh, geez. What's a funny title for this? Fuck Machine? 
That's a little on the nose. Just fuck machine. <laughs> Fifteen right. years from now, people will be like, "Hey, did you know that fuck machine was actually inspired by an <laughs> Inspector Gadget fan fiction?" Oh, I was picturing <laughs> something that had. <laughs> I was picturing something that still had the name Inspector Gadget in it. So I was picturing like, um, like you wouldn't call it fuck machine. You would say like Inspector Gadget fuck machine. Or something. Yeah. Like right. what, what about like you slotted in like a wrestling nickname, Inspector, and then in quotes, Inspecting fuck her gadgets gadget. with Inspector Gadget. Actually, <laughs> I almost, I almost think inspecting her gadgets or his gadgets is enough on its own. True. Yeah. Why? why? Also, I think, I think our Inspector Gadget's a very sexually open individual. I agree. Can we yeah. have like a side, like a B plot? That features like the budding romance between Mayor Wilson and Chief Wimbley. We need to have the car like also fuck like six people at once. <laughs> no, 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 no. How about this? How about this? How about this? You know, Incredible try this. Stamina. Look at that horsepower. Try, try this on for size. Science fair. Scrap it. We're not doing a science fair anymore. What we're doing instead is an orgy. Yes. We have a yes. Featuring McDonald's. Brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> brought, brought to you by fucking Donuts. Are we done talking about this movie now? I think. I'm done. I'm done talking about the movie specifically, but if you guys want to stick around and, and hash out this fan fiction, have I'm a brainstorming. So yeah, we're going to have I'm a brainstorming for the next five session. Hours. I, think that's, I think that's a good idea. We're going to have a brainstorming session. Um, off, off mic it's getting too risky people might steal our ideas risky and risque yes man I it's, do not like thinking about does Inspector Gadget have like a big fucking fuck machine zone on his body I don't I don't support that um <laughs> cause he's got already got too many like goops and stuff coming out of him like as is go go gadget goop <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I so just moved that shit up. <laughs> oh, gross, dude, that sucks. I hate that a lot. Oh man. yeah, <laughs> that's go. That's Inspector Gadget's closing line in the bedroom, eh? Go, go, Gadget, goop. Does he think he has? Has he ever um, uh, prematurely gooped, or is he like fine tuned with like a watch? for an oil change, G two. Oh. <laughs> No. Yeah, well, he might he might accidentally goop where he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, go, go, gadget, handcuffs, and then goop comes out, and he's like, oh, no, not again. Uh, I, I fucking goop. <laughs> and then he gets really ashamed and like, yeah. It's embarrassing like, talk, not having control of your faculties. <laughs> don't worry. Don't, off the ledge. <laughs> don't worry, John. I think it's great when you goop, no matter what. <laughs> Inspector John G stands... John Goop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, TM, TM, TM. That's all ours. Um, <laughs> dude, I think uh, I think we've done good things here today. I think we've done good work. <laughs> yeah. Good things? Yeah. Good things come to those who wait. You know? I waited a long ass time she, for this. So. She waited. Stop this unlawful and felonious act or I shall have to use force. Does he think that she just swaps that word out for fellatio act in the bedroom? She wants... Mm -hmm. I just puked everywhere. 
<laughs> that's where we're drawing the line. Fellatio is a vile word. Now, now we're just being a, it just has a ring to it. We just said that he prematurely goops, and now we're being <laughs> goop is fine. That's they use the word goop in the children's it's show Zoom. Tom, Liam. <laughs> this is unhinged. <laughs> Stop this unlawful and felonious actor. I shall have to use force. Didn't someone say at the beginning of this episode that they didn't want this to turn into the Grinch thing? It has gone far beyond uh, Grinch territory. Okay, can I make one more joke and then we can move on? Yeah, yeah, make it. When he's uh when when he's done, this is what he says. Welcome, Welcome to, to Victory, Victory Lane. Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Get my money's worth out of that one. Okay, that's uh, Inspector Gadget too. Uh, you should. It's not a bad watch, you know. If you want to watch it, you could. I mean, you definitely could. That is within your right. Yeah, that's all I'm your Inspector Gadget protected right. He fought so that you could watch his movie. He gooped so that you could watch this movie. <laughs> he gooped so you could run, dude. <laughs> um, Abigail, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show finally. Oh, thanks and, for uh, having me. Oh, it was wonderful. Thank having you. Having this vitally important conversation and getting the word out, I think it's important. I mean, um, yeah. Thanks for, you know, agreeing to do this for whatever reason. I guess you had to. Mitch picked it. I don't think we had to. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta thank Mitch. It's to. true. I guess it's true, Corey. We could have just been like, yeah, and you know what, Mitch, you're out. You're <laughs> we, out of this one, We pal. can't condone that. What? <laughs> um, yeah, no, this, you're all, this was great. You're welcome back anytime. We can do Spy Kids. We can do all kinds of shit. Whatever you want to watch. I think we're pretty much a game if it we can just have another for, workshop if you'd like we could just have a workshop and just publish that for the folks to hear at home mm -hmm. if somebody somebody's gonna email us bet where they're like you know i wasn't really loving where the podcast was going but then you finally did the inspector gadget fucks episode and i i thought i was really jiving with what you guys were saying yeah i, I was worried for half the episode it seemed like you guys were actually just going to talk about the movie or something but then you got into it everything <laughs> i've wondered since i was a kid is he a fuck machine? So thank you. And he he is. He is. He's also a fucking sociopath. <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a cop. They go hand in hand sometimes. So, uh, Liam, is it you next? Are you picking what we're watching? What are you picking next week, Liam? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked, Mitch. Thank you. I'm so glad you asked the, the ghost of old man Mitch from the 1900s. What? <laughs> Okay. Ah! <laughs> my pick my for next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my not robot back. If only there was some kind of inspector. Oh, that robot. Oh, he oh. blew up my back when he was. Ah! Wowzers. Is it just me, or do you guys want to do another hour on Inspector Gadget 2 <laughs> right now? Because I will. That could be my pick. You want to do the guy? You guys want to do this again next week? We just watch it again. <laughs> We, Honestly, we just become the Inspector be, Gadget podcast. That would be so fucking funny. We're doing a five-part series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do the cartoon. We're going to do the first movie. We're going to do the second movie again. And that would bring us to four parts with this one. And then we're going to do all the fanfic in the fifth one. 
Mm-hmm. But every two. single every single episode will just devolve into us talking about how Inspector Gadget it's a is a sex podcast fuck machine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's undeniable. Okay, so that's the plan for next week. But <laughs> if we get demonetized or uh, one of us, one, one of us <laughs> finally finds Jesus or something, we don't feel comfortable doing that Jesus, anymore. I have a was he pick. a fuck machine? Whole different podcast. <laughs> Um, my pick for next week is going to be uh, a remake from 2007. It's called Funny Games. I would love to watch that with you guys. Oh, man, isn't that the fucked up movie? Uh, there's nothing funny about that. Why'd you do it? <laughs> is that like old man Inspector Gadget? Because it sounded like he was doing an interrogation of sorts. Huh? What is, it fun- is Funny Games a fucked up movie because Inspector Gadget fuck machine is in it? I don't want to spoil guy, anything, yeah. but I'll tell you this. They had to remake it for a reason, and Inspector Gadget 2 wasn't out when the original was released. So, Oh, there's a reason? I didn't know there was a reason. Ooh, okay. The reason um, was they had to incorporate Inspector Gadget 2 <laughs> fuck machine into the movie. <laughs> I thought you meant there was like real IRL lore, and I was like, oh, that's exciting. And, uh, you know, maybe that's oh, well, still true. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay, so... Uh, Fuck machine. No, fucking funny games. That was a genuine Freudian Jesus. Um, I thought you were calling Mitch fuck machine. I was like, no, no, no. no, no. (laughs) Certainly won't be the last. You can't say that with your partner here. (laughs) Delete that. (laughs) I won't. Cut the cameras, dead ass. (laughs) Dead ass. Dead ass. It was in Jackass. <laughs> Dude, Rivers Cuomo's a fuck machine. <laughs> okay, we gotta wrap this thing up. I just love that trench coat Casanova, Inspector Gadget. Okay, fellas. Okay, everybody. Everybody, everybody relax. Okay, we're almost there. So, funny games next week. Strap in, folks. It's going to be a wild ride. Um, Mitch, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Ah! Ah! It's so much funnier knowing that you're doing this with somebody in the room. Ah! Not the goop gadget. I think Abigail, Abigail is doing or it deny to him. Yeah, that this is like a physical comedy. Is he committing? Confirm. That's, that's beautiful. Um, Abigail... Do you have anything you'd like to plug at all? Or anything you want to say to everybody? It can be whatever. Whatever you want. <laughs> I would like to say... Um, what's up, everybody? Cool. That's fair. I'm glad you said that instead of like a controversial political statement. I mean, I was going to say that, but I figured... I don't want uh, you guys what, to get demonetized or anything. What would it have been? <laughs> what's the hot my, take here? My controversial political statement? Yeah, I'll cut it out. Um, the cucumber is the sexiest veggie tail character. <laughs> that is political, man. That's pretty fucked Lots up. Lots of people Abigail. think it's the tomato, but I guess it depends me. on if if what you're into. I guess it would just sort of generally. Um, well, thank you for uh, enlightening us both on Inspector Gadget and Veggie Tales. Generally, my pleasure. You're welcome back anytime. Liam, do you have anything you'd like to plug? You guys can find my uh, film writing alter ego, Graham the Haunted Marshmallow, 
on Twitter and Letterboxd. My username is Graham the Malo. Are you doing like sultry, sexy voice? What was that? Does it sound sultry, sexy? Oh, well, maybe a little bit. I don't know. And there's your answer. I don't want to say that in a podcast. Cotton 4K <laughs> saying that my my podcast co-hosts are being sultry. You already, you already called Mitch a fuck machine. You might as well just keep <laughs> you know, going. If the shoe fits, wear it. <laughs> oh, he's back. Um, okay. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Mr. Corey Price and Letterboxd at Mr. Corey Price where I'm probably not tweeting about any fucking at all, really. Um, you're going to find Corey's tw- alt Twitter account under the Goop Man. That's got to be taken. That handle? Well, Goop Man 12, maybe not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hang on, I need to... <laughs> Goop Man 12. <laughs> it's a Corey, locked account. Is, is there any like lingering question or thought you ever have that you don't Google? <laughs> <laughs> Not on a podcast, I don't. This is <laughs> this is content, baby. Does inspect the gadget. It. Poop. <laughs> I'm gonna Google that right now. You think I won't, but I will. Does he? And if so, is it like nuts and bolts and stuff, or is it like poop? Yeah, did um, we see him ever eat in this movie? Or does he just shit out <laughs> gasoline? Ten things you didn't know about Inspector Gadget. Is it gonna talk about him shitting? Shits out pure goop. Uh, so far, none of this says anything about poop or shit or anything. Um, does, anyway, does control F fuck, control F machine, anything? No, I, I don't think so. I don't think it's. I don't think it's really about that. Because um, everyone knows that already. <laughs> it wouldn't be in the ten things. Yeah, you might it's kind of. It's it's common knowledge. Okay. Uh, so thank you all once again for listening to this uh, somewhat unconventional episode of them and another one. You can find us all over the internet on Twitter at they made another, which is all one word, and on Letterboxd at TMAO. You can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast, Stitcher, Breaker, basically every podcast service in the world. I should just condense that and say that instead, uh, as they made another one. All, all of the services in the world and the land, you can listen to all sorts of fuck machine discussion from us and probably some other people. You can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and your Inspector Gadget G2 fanfic. Only if it's safe for work, please. I share this computer with my family. Our fantastic thumbnail art is done by Jade Dickinson. You can find on Instagram at Jade Sketches. And we'll catch you here next week for funny games. And they made another one? <laughs>